Hey everyone, welcome to the eighth episode of The Metal Intent, the show where we get behind the intent of our favorite musicians and producers, find out why they go about music the way they do. So the eighth episode is very special. We got a good friend, Daniel McNally, on the podcast. How are you doing, man? Hello, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Well, I'm doing very, very good. We both just woke up, but content is king and catching up with friends is also very, very important. Yeah, man, for sure. And yeah, friends is a cool thing because we met when the pandemic started. You were posted an Instagram story playing Warzone. And I was mm -hmm. just like, let's play Warzone. And that's the yeah. way we got to meet together with Ramon from Andromeda, actually. Yes. Yeah, it was. Yeah. The three of us. Yeah. It was sick. And it proved that to me, it was a big proof that the pandemic uh, posed a lot of opportunities as well. Because mm. uh, now that you are home, it was a matter of trying to do whatever was best with your time. Yeah. And um, if I wanted to game, why not add that to making a, a cool connection? That was what I thought. Man. Yeah, man, for sure. Yeah. That's uh, been a good thing about the pandemic, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. You just have an excuse to honestly call <laughs> your friends and make new ones. <laughs> Yeah, 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 for real. It's important. Real. Yeah, I, I and I only stopped Warzone because I needed the 120 gigs. I'll say it again on the podcast. We were talking about that. Yeah, and it is a yeah. thick ass game. Sure is. It's ridiculous. It is very, very big. So, yeah. my man, you got your come up. Uh, that's such a weird thing to say. I never say that. <laughs> you know, you come up, man. We started from zero. <laughs> you uh, started and is where I met you and your content, of course, on Instagram. Yeah. Instagram being uh, a very important platform, a place where a lot of us spend uh, many hours of daily and weekly attention and that musicians should take advantage of. And you're one of the few that I really think... Uh, got to know the platform, mastered the format of the platform as a musician and got a lot out of it. So this mm. being the metal intent, I am curious, what was your intent behind a leaning in on Instagram? Um, I don't know. I guess Instagram was just the one that was... I, I mean, no, Facebook sucks, to be honest. Yeah. It sucks <laughs> for any kind of... Well, just anything, really. It's weird. Um... And it's it's like when you follow pages and then you've got to follow people and then it's like, but Instagram is sort of it's quite simple really in what it is. Mm -hmm. um, I had an Instagram, thought I'll just put some stuff on this, and I did I did a couple of videos, very basic ones like camera of just whatever. Mm -hmm. um, that's how I met Rennie actually. Cool. Um, and yeah, it just progressed. I just thought, oh, you see people doing cool videos. Why don't I do them? I just it seems like fun. I don't. I'd left my band at that point. I thought I don't really have much to do. So yeah, I'll I'll do this. Okay, cool. So you didn't have like any very defined goals of what you wanted uh, your Instagram presence to become. No, not really. Just sort of do what I enjoy. Great. And see what happens. Yeah, we come to that conclusion on the podcast a lot, that sometimes the, the best intent is just starting by doing a lot of what you love and then seeing mm -hmm. what, what comes out of it. I think that's a, yeah. that's a good way to approach it. It seems to have turned out pretty cool. So that's yeah. nice. And when it comes to the format, Instagram, of course, being... I don't know if you're, you're from the time where Instagram actually only had 15-second videos. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, I remember that, but I think I was, oh, maybe. You maybe weren't that posting was... then. No, I, I don't think so. I think that was not too far before I started when they put it up to a minute. To a minute. Okay. Thankfully, that, that's, yeah. it's 15 seconds to a minute. It's a, a big, big, big difference. Oh, yeah. But yeah, when it comes to the format, one minute one minute is very interesting. You can tell a lot of stories in, in one minute. And yeah. um, people know Dan McNally for the riffs, for the thick-ass riffs that, that spend that amount of time 
that hits you and then and then leave you wanting more. And yeah. um, it, even if Instagram was started because that was like what you liked, like liked, um, I'm wondering if the format of writing a little riff or writing a little A B song, one minute thing, was that something that was already within you? Like, were you already writing in that format? Or did Instagram help shape you to compact something into the hardest hitting, shortest possible piece? Um, I think, I mean, it started with, with the last band that I was in. Mm-hmm. We, we'd just done an album and just probably like a year before. Um, and we were thinking about material for the next one. And I was sort of writing bunches of ideas. Um, just starts of songs, really, or riff ideas or chorus ideas. So I was already kind of in the mindset of not writing a full song, just write little bits here and there to get the idea. Because the the other point was, what's the point of me writing a full song to present to the guys if either they're not going to like it or whatever, but it's just going to be a waste of time at that point for me yeah. when I could be doing more, you know. So it was it was kind of already there. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good point when writing as a band. If you present a full song, you should be ready to 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 change it because at the end of the day, it's a band and you need input from everyone. So it's yeah. also a super valid strategy that you just present a banger riff and let everyone develop from that. Yeah, yeah, for the most time. Yeah, yeah. and then that, that lends itself to just posting the banger riff <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then it, it becomes a piece in itself. Yeah, which is it's, yeah, sure. it is very interesting. That's cool. So when did you figure out that Instagram was actually picking up? Like there, you notice that there there is an audience that actually really cares about what I'm posting here. Um, I mean, how many? I think I started doing the posting thing when I had like 800 followers ish, mm-hmm. and I I just decided one day I'd done a couple of things here and there. I just decided, right, I'm going to do a post a day for the next year. I'm just, I'm going to do it, see what comes of it. Yeah. If it grows, it grows. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, and first month, I think I got about an extra hundred. So I was kind of like, oh, it's all right. It's, it's kind of growing. And then it just went up from there. And, you know, like a few months down the road, I gained like 4,000 followers in a month. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, this is... This is ridiculous. Yeah, there are people no. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was I think it was when I got to that 10k. I see. That initial 10k. Um cuz I mean, if you have the swipe up function, you've made it. <laughs> yeah. That, that was the thing back then, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then you figure out people don't swipe up. They don't do it. <laughs> no, I know. You just like ah, <sighs> uh, okay. Here's to the next 10k, bro. <laughs> Woo! It yeah. doesn't stop. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But that was that was the, I think in terms of followers, that was that. Um, or the first 10,000 views I got on a video. Hmm. That was quite fun. I see. So yeah, numbers. The number of milestones do help you, like figure out when something is working. Because at the end of the yeah. day, if you're trying to maximize a platform for the reach and a uh, boom number go up, you're like. Okay, so that's that's how you do this platform. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, it's cool because a lot of people think, I used to think as well, it was very much about um, stuff, uh, you used to think about stuff that wasn't the content. You, everyone cares about what hashtags, everyone cares about what time to post, everyone thinks about uh, how many times a day, how many times a week to post. And at yeah. the end of the day, if the content's shite, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 it's true, it's true. Uh, I think I just went into it saying I'll just do 6 p.m. every day. Yeah, that you just, just picked a time. fucking time and ran with it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much it is what it is. And that's that's why I post at 6 p.m. now, because I just started and I got in the habit. I'd have the alarm at like 10 to 6 on my phone. Post. And <laughs> Yeah, get your post ready. <laughs> um, and then it'd go up at 6 or thereabouts yeah but yeah it's cool i mean <laughs> as much as it look as it sounds arbitrary like just picking a time and ran with it it you did have at the end of the day you did post every day for a year 
Yeah, I I think I did. You did do it. Yeah, I, I did. Did I do? Oh, uh, did I do twelve and a half months, or did I do? Ooh. It it was it was it was over a year that I did. But of full days, and then I just went. No, I'm not. I can't do this anymore. Yeah, and even today, you still do day on day off, which is still 180 times a year. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, this week I'm. I've just done two. I, I missed a day, but I've been a. I've been away writing, so. Um, yeah, I've those types of things have to take more precedence now than posting. So. Yep. You know, when the next lot of things come up, I'm gonna have to post slightly less. I'm still gonna do. You know at least a video a week because um, I still do enjoy it but yeah, it's just going to have to calm down from what it was because I've got other things to do as well So absolutely, the <laughs> whole point was that you posted a lot so that you found other things to do exactly yeah, try and, try and get a lifestyle and a job from from doing that scene I guess yeah, Which that is, is weird. it is, <laughs> but it is super cool that you had it we're making like very short notice of it but um disciplining yourself to like post once a day or 365 days <laughs> is actually no short order no and in, in the height of it when i was doing when i was doing it must have been six months after i started maybe a little longer and i ended up getting to the point where i was doing a tuning riff video on a Monday, which is full band production. Yeah. A photo on a Tuesday, camera audio video on a Wednesday, or sometimes a full production video. Photo on a Thursday, another tuning riff on the Friday, which is full production. Saturday riff of the week, which again was full production, and a photo on Sunday. You're thinking that's like that's like minimum three videos a week where it's full production, multiple angles. Yeah. Um, it's it gets to the point where it's really draining. But you're like, I've got to do this because I said I'd do it for a year, so I've I've got to carry on doing it. Yeah. But it really takes it out of you, man. You wake up every day and you just think, what have I got to do for today? Try and get ahead of the content, and as soon as you get ahead, you're just doing more. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah, man. I can imagine. Like I do it myself, full band productions, and it might be a full song, but it's only like one a week. Doing yeah. like one minute things, but being three of them a week. It's just, it's like the gym. It's like lifting less weight, but way more reps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah, for sure. It's like volume instead of, of weight. That's, yeah. yeah, man, that sounds, and that's the whole point, like a lot of work. That's why I, yeah. did, I did emphasize, even if we're talking about it very casually, that that was a very disciplined decision by you, and that did take a lot of, work mental strain yeah like I've, I've i've had a few people speak to me about it um and ask about the one post per day thing and they've gone right i'm going to try it and some of them get like two weeks deep and they go, I can't do this some of them get like a month deep and they go i can't do this yep it's difficult man it's it is very difficult but you just yeah it's just that dedication it is the dedication and the realizing which you did that there was this opportunity like here's this platform where people are paying attention. The, these guitarists yeah. that I want to touch are spending weekly hour, their weekly hours on Instagram. And I want yeah. it to be me they're looking at. Like, why can't that be me? And, and then how can that be me? If I do one a day, I'm, I'm going to be in someone's mind every single day. Yeah. It, is, it, it actually is as simple as that, but then it's not as easy as that because you got to be there every single day. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. It is. And if you want to have any level of quality, you, even if it is a simple guitar picture, you got to know your photography. You got to know how you make a guitar look good. You got to know how to get people engaged into a guitar photo. And um, there is a lot to it. There is a lot to it. And you, you made great work of it, I think. Oh, well, thank you very much. No, absolutely. And of course, my whole point about saying the if the content's shite, it does not matter, is that your content is great. Not only is it great, but it's, again, context of the platform, it's almost as if it were tailor-made. It's um, stunning guitar pictures that stop you when you look, and then it's riffs 
that last the correct amount of time. They have the hookiness and they have the shock factor or they have the wow thing. And yeah. it's context on platforms is very important. The way Gary Vee says it actually is content in context. Because if you yeah. just, if you repost whatever, if I were to repost this 45, 60, 75 minute thing to IGTV, that's not Instagram content. No, it's not. It no. is not. <laughs> no. It's, it's got to be short, grab your attention out of the gate. Because people have, like, the tiniest attention span, really. Especially it's on like, Instagram. Oh, yeah. It's like that, that whole two second, well, not even two seconds, you get a second. If it doesn't captivate you, they just scroll onto you. Nope. Scroll. 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 That's, yeah. it, you need to go right there, right then. It needs to capture you. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah. There's people that take that and they make it a very negative thing. I talked about this with, with Andrew Bano on the other episode because he's been doing very well on TikTok, actually. And okay. TikTok is like, um, basically, if we, our generation, complain that Instagram was a short attention span thing, TikTok is that and even to a further level. Yeah. So he, he was talking about that too and talking about how people will s- grab that and they'll say, uh, that's a bad thing blah 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 my attention spans blah 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 my something something and here's the thing that argument is very valid if you're trying to make a point about oh i don't know people's mental capacities in the future what uh patience in our kids is going to look like but if you're making a point of how can i make it as a musician on these platforms and try to harvest this audience to my benefit you take it at face value, you just realize what it is, and then you work it. You do a funny yeah. face on second one of the video so that people will watch the 45 seconds. That's after. Yeah. You just yeah. You do it. <laughs> yeah. It, I think, yeah. 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 That's exactly it. You know, <laughs> with, the, with the funny faces thing, that, that just started as something I already did as Oh, well. yeah. You're very much a <laughs> funny face individual. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But but people remember it, even though it's just me being an idiot. <laughs> no, absolutely. It is true that authenticity always wins. So it it's the whole point that we've been coming to, that it was within you anyways to just do the sick riff. Because on the band context, you just did the sick riff and you show the band. That was already yeah. you. You weren't a super progressive guy that cooked up a 10-minute prog journey and uh, and that was you you were the guy that did sick riffs so your authentic music self already translated well into instagram and then you just sprinkled on top funny face great guitar pick and uh and you got a banger set of content to to really harvest the audience of a platform yeah yeah thanks (laughs) that that's it (laughs) and then the lesson for someone if someone listening is the guy that likes to cook up a 12-minute prog journey. There is some things that you might need to accept if you do want to like get the most out of the audience on these platforms. Yeah. And, and then, if you actually artistically are just not willing to make some of those compromises, find the platform that won't force you to. On YouTube, people have longer attention spans than on Instagram. Yeah. I am capable of watching a 12-minute YouTube video, but I am not capable of watching a 12-minute IGTV video. Yeah, no, I'm the same. <laughs> <laughs> you are on different mindsets when you're on different platforms. Yeah, you are. Exactly. S- you know, so Find the one that does not constrict you if it really is a, a problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Cool, man. But it's cool that, to me, you're like the perfect storm for Instagram. Daniel really is the guitar perfect storm of a sick riff, a sick pick, a funny face. And uh, it's cool that you, a lot of people don't find the platform that they work on. Like, I, I work on YouTube. I like, yeah. uh, I like that medium-sized production, paying homage to a, an artist with a cover, like uh, making a... A bigger video that's where i really found my 
my audience because people wanted to watch that. And then I take Instagram as a derivative by chopping it up in shorter videos and taking some, yeah. some pictures. So for example, here's my, my example. I probably wouldn't have done just Instagram like when you started. Yeah. And I still managed to make it work. So yeah, yeah just an example sure. there. Yeah, cool. yeah, absolutely. Okay, so from riff snippets to full songs, you have a few projects. And one of them is Thick, which I wanted to wear the shirt on for this podcast, but it is doing laundry because I wear it too often. <laughs> but awesome. yeah, Thick is you and Rennie Carroll, who, yeah. who I actually first heard on, on John Brown's Flux Conduct was where yeah. I, I first heard Rennie Carroll. And if people haven't heard, Rennie Carroll is very cool because he is a metal singer, but he has very much an R&B flair that makes yeah. it makes stuff super special and when you mix that r&b flair with dan's funky heavy riffs you get a really cool combination so like what's the intent behind thick what are you thinking about when a song is going for the thick project um i don't, it, uh, don't know really um, <laughs> it's kind of like when uh, when we first started talking about doing this i, I it was before i started the whole instagram thing it was mm. like one of the the very first videos I'd put out, just a, t a really crappy iPhone video of something, but he just commented on it saying they really enjoyed it, and then sent me a message and said, "Yeah, we should we should have a call sometime." And we sent like an email back and forth talking about stuff, and it was like, "Do you want to do you want to start a project?" It's like, "Yeah, cool." So we had this this email chain of things we wanted to be in. in the, if we did a band together, we wanted certain things so he would say I want really um, you know I want this and I would go well I want this and just sort of describe the flavors and by the end of it we had a call and we just went yep so we're on the same page about what we want um and it's basically just like you say thick riffs but super catchy choruses and yeah mean hooks but breakdowns but you know it's got a cool balance but it's more of a it's a less metalcore balance and more I don't know, trying to make something that's a bit more seamless between sections. Yeah. Because, yeah. So, I just... <laughs> talk, talk, talking earlier about the whole, you know, you write a riff and a chorus idea and, and present it. Well, mm -hmm. with Thick, it is it is different. Um, you know, I'll, I'll we'll write a full song and I'll go, here you go. Um, Vocals, please. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And he'll comment on the... Um, on the the music and things like that and I'll come in on the vocals and we'll work together like Thickmas he called me and he was like can we do a Christmas song like, <laughs> yeah alright <laughs> and I had this riff I had, that started with a riff um, that I'd just written like a week before um, and it just fit and we're like cool and we, we wrote the entire Thickmas song on that one call it took us about half an hour to an hour and that was it song done sick <laughs> That's really cool. That's the one that you went with the do 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 do. Um, yeah, dude. <laughs> I I challenge you to go through that video and see how many Christmas song references you can find. Oh, interesting. There's, there's a few. We were gonna we we were gonna do a competition at some point, but um, yeah, just as a little Easter egg, go through and see how many you can find. All right, you guys go listen to Thickmas and see how many Christmas <laughs> references you can find. And for me. Thick has always been one of those things that I don't know if it was in your email chains, but for me, it's fun. Like, thick should be fun. I, yeah. I always see thick as just just fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. We, we, neither of us take ourselves seriously. Yeah. We, we don't. It, it, it's kind of like... It's not so much a serious band where people do the whole yeah, photos man. and things like that. <laughs> it's, it's just not who we are. You know, yeah. there's got to be elements of serious in it, obviously, because the music has to come out and it has to sound good. And yep. you've got to have that sort of business mindset. But at the same time, you know, with the photos we do or, or with the content, you know, leading up to the Thickness release, we did uh, uh, a fake interview. We did a. I remember. Uh, yeah, yeah. We did a, a, a fake Skype call thing, which actually transpired from the, the original call we had about oh. a Christmas song 
where it starts with him going, I really want to do Christmas. And I'm like, oh, do we have to? It's actually kind of like how that. it went. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's what's fun. the point of being serious? Yeah, right. And uh, time. it comes back to authenticity because there's people that are going to be serious because that's who they are. But it, yeah. if, if it's not who you are, why do you need to like fit into the mold of being a hard-ass serious metal band? You do not. <laughs> Just be who you are. Exactly. Exactly. Super sick. I think that's the most important lesson. But again, that there's things where you want to be serious. And one of them, as you said, for you was production. It needs to sound like great. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm interested because uh, at least a lot of my friends, they've said, um, Dan, he's like, he only posts on Instagram and he gets some of the sickest like full band mixes from a, from a bedroom with uh, program drums and then bass and then guitar. Like yeah. your shit is punchy and cool. And I'm interested because people do, do care. Um, how do you go about learning mixing? What is your story behind learning how to mix and like produce your own stuff? Um, I mean, it kind of just came from a culmination of trial and error, yeah. YouTube videos. Um, and, and I, I mean, I, I, st I started with music tech in the school. Oh. Um, but I kind of didn't really get it the way I was presented with it. Mm. You know, it's kind of, you learn to use that software there and do it a certain way so that you can pass your exam. Ah, uh, yeah. And school in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it was, it was Pro Tools and it was a mess. And, uh, I just didn't <laughs> like it. Then I went to college and I did two years music tech there, 16 to 18. Okay. And... Again, I didn't really learn much there, which isn't by way of them teaching us wrong, but I sort of already just done my own research and already passed sort of what I was being taught. Um, yeah. It's like when we had our final exam, when we had to do a, a, a recording of, of a seemingly full band track, I uh, with the drums, I just did a just a basic parallel compression bus because I was like, the snare needs to hit more, you know, this, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to use a parallel compression. And I was told I couldn't use it because that was too advanced for the production. And it and the, the examination board would think I was cheating because of that. It's like, yeah, yeah all right. That totally makes sense. Well yeah. done. <laughs> I, I am now leaving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, I've had enough. I've had enough of this now. So I just did my own thing. And yeah, kept going, really. It's... It, it, you can tell the difference, though, from when I when I started production to what I'm at now. Yeah, you know for sure. It's... The first the first two words you said was trial and error, and uh, yeah. th that's usually what I tell people. They're like, "Where'd you learn to mix?" After I actually tell them, like, "Oh, nail the mix." URM Academy is a big part of who I am as a producer, thanks to the community and the videos of people actually mixing in front of me. Yeah. After, after, but that's just part of it because after that it's the school of suck dude you just yeah you just gotta try, try and fail that's yeah that is absolutely right and that's what that's what i think disheartens a lot of people they gotta you know, suck they, they, yeah and and they want to go into it and just be able to do it perfectly every time you can you can learn to do it and you can you know nail the mix you can watch some of the greats and sometimes it just doesn't click um, or sometimes they just can't replicate it. And that's not anything to be disheartened about, which which happens to a lot of people. You've just got to find the, the determination to keep going. And yeah. that's, you know, you, you're going to suck. You're not good. It's like you're not going to pick up a guitar for the first time and be able to do whatever the hell you want. You're going to suck. <laughs> There's yeah. no way about it. Mm -hmm. You just got to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. And th that's the point where if you can go to your past videos and compare the production, and it's better yeah. now. You could go to my first covers, Jesus Christ, it's better now. But the thing is that it wouldn't be as good as it is today, our productions, if we didn't start with with those. Yeah. If we never yeah. posted those, we'd still be at that level. Because we wouldn't have something to compare ourselves to and, and be better then. Yeah, that's exactly right. Exactly. You know, it's a good marker as well when you post videos of how far you've come. Yeah. You know, if I if I look back on my 
I mean, not the first video I did because that was with an iPhone, but when I got my first camera with the crappy lens and whatever, I mean, it, to be fair, it wasn't crappy. It's just, it's better than an iPhone, but in terms of You didn't of know how to cameras, use it. Or, yeah. Exactly, yeah. And you watch it and you're like, damn, man, I, I didn't know how to light my videos properly. I didn't know how to, oh, man. And then you look at it now and you think, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing is, is exactly that, which is you I think a better way to put it is we did it. We did that level of production, whatever level it is, not good or nor bad. It is a level of production. And yeah. um, we did it even if we struggled because we were having fun. We enjoyed it. Yeah. And um, if you quote unquote suck which is even the worst way to put it but if you do quote unquote suck but you love it you'll start doing it until you don't suck just because you like doing it yeah exactly exactly <laughs> yeah nail on the head yeah but if you suck and you don't like doing it there's no point in keep <laughs> keeping doing it until you don't suck yeah it's like it's like you know when you used to um when you used to hear about the kids that would go um go and take lessons, you know, like, oh, my parents forced me to do piano lessons, and I'm just like, yeah. every now and again, you'd get one that was really, really good at it. But most of them, because they didn't care, and they didn't want to be there, they didn't want to do it, they just wouldn't progress as fast as, you know, yeah. other people. And it, that just shows what mindset can do. If you sit down and you go, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to be determined that I'm going to get better, then that's great. Yeah, you're gonna progress faster. Absolutely, e it's simple as that. It's not easy as that, but it is simple. As yeah, exactly. That. It's simple, yeah. but it is not easy. Cool, dude. No. So, um, another one of the opportunities that branched out from your from your Instagram was Chris Turner's project. Yeah. So, yeah, Chris Turner. For those of you who don't know, is the drummer of Ocean's Eight Alaska who's now branching out into his own solo material, very impressive drum-oriented metal, very, very cool. And um, yeah, uh, he found you through Instagram. If you want, want to tell that story, is it a cool story? Is um, it lame? <laughs> so he started with the solo project already. Uh -huh. And he'd asked Jibs, the, one of the guitarists from Motions, to, to help him out with the guitar work. Um, and that was like just before lockdown so they they i think they'd written 40 roll when i was contacted okay um but chris because lockdown came into effect they couldn't meet up and they couldn't carry on writing and and jibs didn't have a way to record himself at the time oh so chris said oh, I've, I've 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 got to carry on with this i've got to keep pushing i've got to do something during lockdown and i want to do this and you know, do you know anyone that can record themselves? Do you know anyone that, that does the home production thing that I can work with or anything? Anyone you recommend? And Jibs, Jibs have been following me for a while, it turns out, at this point, um, and recommended me to Chris. And Chris said, oh, I've seen loads of his videos about, sure. So then I got a message from Chris just asking for a phone call, and we just spoke through and talked about it. Um, I agreed to, to do it. And, I mean, since then, we've pretty much spoken every day. We've become really, good really, friends. really good friends. Um, we're so like-minded in terms of music that it just it just happened, you know, from, from the get-go that we were thinking on the same page with everything. Um, but, yeah, that was from them seeing my videos on Instagram. Yeah. And, you know. That's the thing. That's <laughs> you just start post, put yourself out there. And people fucking find you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, I wouldn't be doing that if it wasn't for Instagram. And, you know, I've just been there last week um, writing oh, yeah. with Chris and Jibs. And it's, yeah. Super so. cool. <laughs> I'm wondering, so since this is Chris's project, Chris, yeah. is, a, Chris is a drummer. Uh -huh. So I'm wondering uh, what the writing dynamic looks like. So does, uh, like... I imagine something possible is Chris writes a sick drum part and you try to match your guitar to the kick and try to make something cool that goes around that. Or does it also happen that you or Jibs writes a sick ass riff and then he comes up with a sick 
Trump art. I, it's a project that I'm very interested to learn about the writing dynamic, actually. Um, so, <clears throat> usually it starts with a beat. Oh. He wanted to do the, he wanted to do the grind metal thing. That's right. Or, you know, and that's what it started with. So, the next one that's coming out is the first one that I was a part of with Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one that him and I just wrote in, I think we wrote in about a week. Um, but that started with him sending me the sample. Um, and we just went from there. Uh, Triggered was a bit different um, because Chris sort of knew what he wanted. He wanted to have a drum feature that was two people working together. Oh, yeah, it was. I remember. Um, So that one was a bit different. But I think most of the time it'll start with a beat and we'll sort of, the three of us go, right, anyone got any ideas? So sometimes Chris will go, oh, I really want it to come in with a chug pattern or... um, I want it a riff or I want this or sometimes I'll just go oh this is cool what about this or Jibs will do the same um, and it'll just carry on from there really um, if Chris has got something in his head he'll ask us to send him a copy of that or, or I mean usually because he's not a guitarist he can't go I want these notes I want that I want this I want that um, but he'll go I want something like this go um, and then he'll you know if we if we write a riff most of the time he'll take it back and he'll tweak the audio he'll he'll chop notes around and, oh. and make it his own and um i see or, or sometimes he's direct this is what i want play it uh-huh yeah the 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 it can spark from anyone what cool. happens you know the, the the latest one we've been writing we were ready to switch off one night and i and i was like yo what about this for chorus yeah perfect there that's it, is. it done yeah. Um yeah. and then he'll write the drums to to go around that most of the time. But I, I, I said to him when I was down, you have to write a full song on drums. You have to just do it. You have to do whatever the hell you want to do and we'll make work whatever we can to go around it because that's you. So Yeah. Why shouldn't we do one that's like that? That sounds like a super interesting writing exercise that you just get given drums. Yeah. Well it's cool. uh it's it's always good to, to try different ways to write like the next thick song that's going to come out started with Rennie going yo here's a full song of vocals go <laughs> sick <laughs> yeah well it, well it was it was kind of I used this for something but it didn't happen mm-hmm. um, what do you think and I was like yep sound give me a minute <laughs> so cool yeah. yeah finding new ways to to challenge your own writing yeah, exactly, exactly. It's different it's different headspaces as well, which is fun. Yeah. Uh, and different things always come out. Yeah, absolutely. So. And you get to make them all in, um, like, the same tuning. <laughs> Shout out tuning riffs. <sighs> that was one of the craziest things you've ever done. <laughs> Dude. Oh, man, that was, that was crazy. That was pain. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I will go back to them at some point. I will go back to them at some point, but um, it, it got to the point where I, I could start to feel my guitars sort of crying and going, no, you need to, you need to, you need to stop doing this to yeah. us now. For people that don't have the context, one of uh, Dan's uh, content pieces on Instagram was tuning riffs. People would comment tunings, and he would write riff, riffs in those tunings. <coughs> all school and well... Until you figure out that, okay, if you want to tune your guitar to A-A-A-A-A-A, you're going to make it hurt. <laughs> yeah, it was sort of one of those where if you put it in that tuning, you have to record quick. Because, yeah, and fuck off. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, because you can't leave your guitar in that tuning, because as soon as it starts to set, your neck's going to go like, like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to be like mega quick with it. Yeah. So you know, and I don't, I don't hide the fact that I'm I'm in my videos. I'm I'm open to that. Well, most of them anyway. If I do a camera audio one, then that's the take that's there. Or if I do a solo, then that's the take. Of course. But the 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 riff ones and things like that, because you can't you can't do a in my eyes you can't do a video and focus on perfecting what you're gonna do. Uh, most of the time, I say this now, but I'm planning on doing something which is a live audio thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you just gotta, I forgot where I was going with that now. Yeah. You said, um, <laughs> tunings and be, oh, yeah. be okay with editing. Yeah. So by the time I was, by the time I was, um, doing the videos for the tuning riffs, 
I'd, I'd hear my guitar in just like standard drop D or something when I'm playing this stupid ass riff in whatever tuning. And I'm okay. like, <laughs> I've got to try and remember what I played because I can't hear what I'm playing. So I'm yeah. like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so yeah. that was difficult. Of course, not to hurt your guitars, but the tuning talk is, is always a good one for the nerd guitarists. And um, what what tunings eventually like become your favorites? Because oh, oh, one good thing is you did go down to 432 because of Jibs and, and Chris. Like Chris always also does 432 because of Ocean's 8 Alaska, right? Yeah, they yeah they it, play in 432. Yeah, you're rolling your eyes. It's pretty fucking dumb. <laughs> so it's it's in fairness, it's something we joke about a lot. Yeah. Um, in terms of just digging each other for it, but they they play in 432. So when I do that stuff, it has to be 432. Of course, but I'm I immediately come back to 440 when mm-hmm. I'm when I'm done with that because yeah. The, but there's reasoning behind it, you know. So if so if I do tabs for stuff or if I if I do this, I want people to be able to look at the tabs and play it and go, yeah, that sounds right. Whereas if they do the 432 thing, you have to find a tuner that will go to 432, and then you have to you know tune that and you have to do this and do that. But the Guitar Pro doesn't sound in 432. As far as I'm aware, anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's sounding in 440, but you're trying to listen to the track and play, which is in 432, and it's like, yeah. uh, from a guitarist standpoint, it makes it a lot more difficult. Yeah, it's interesting for the people who aren't aware. Ocean's Eight Alaska uh, do not tune to A equals 440 hertz. They tune to A equals 432 hertz, which is approximately one third of a semitone down. So all Ocean's Eight Alaska songs, if they're in drop B. They're just just shy of drop B, a little bit flat, and it sounds very cool. As I I'm passionate about these things, I it sounds a little bit more relaxed. I really like how chill it sounds when you compare it to 440 drop B. 440 then sounds very energetic and sounds like very much. It sounds like it has a different spark, and 432 just sounds like relaxed. I really yeah. really like it, but yeah, I will. <laughs> now we know how you feel about it, which is it's pretty impractical in a world of 440. It just yeah. Well, it that's, just that's is. exactly it. Yeah, and and it, and if everyone else tuned to four thirty two, then I tuned to four thirty two. It for me, it's just sort of making my life and everyone else's life easier. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like when I did the the covert riff of the week, the oceans riff. I, I was playing it four forty. You played all blast for me. Yeah, I know. It was just a little sort of jab. Shut up, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Nah. That's that's pretty blasphemous. What the fuck, man. Oh, I, I had to do it. I had to do it. I, d- I dig them for it all the time, so. Yeah, it's interesting. I like it. I think it's an extra layer of originality if you, you want to yeah. go if you wanna go there. It always makes your yeah. music sound a little bit more different. Yeah, that's, well, yeah, that's, that's one of the things, isn't it? If, it? if it can make you stand out, then, yeah. you fucking, know, why not? Fucking do it. My, I can't imagine like tuning vocals to 432, forgetting to put the auto tune on 432. Like, I can imagine so many nightmare scenarios. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just the vocals sounding mad sharp because you've forgotten to flatten them. That, that would be ideal. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Everything is tracked at 432, though. So, right. Cool. Did they tune the drums yeah. to 432? Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess we can round this off with. A little talk about what have been recently your your inspirations to like bob your head and keep writing sick stuff. I'm actually interested historically. We can do like historically and then recently. Historically, okay. what have been your inspirations in just writing your style of funky, groovy, heavy, low tune riffs? And uh, for people that don't know, Dan has a guitar originally made for John Brown. So John Brown probably has to be there historically yeah yeah he was yeah he was in one of the the influences of the it, it was kind of like you know the you know the main original three or in my head the main original three which were periphery tesseract and monuments. monuments yeah um they're sort of the the first three that started getting me into because they're all so different as well you know, yeah peripheries sort of like the whole scope tesseract is more relaxed Odd timed, groovy, and monuments is more angry. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I like know, that. Especially if you go back to the fell silent days when it was Oof. Ashland Brown. Yeah. That's like 
yeah. insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know, it just sort of spiraled from there. You hear the different, the different gent bands and artists and stuff. And back then, every, it was very different. Everyone was doing different things. And that was kind of cool. But now it seems like the market's getting a bit sterile of, of people doing the same the same thing. I'm trying to be cautious in what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it, it, it is when new bands come out and they go for fans of <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, you just like it uh, is the same thing I've heard over and over again. Yeah, man. And then you get a new wave come out with one band. One band will start that new wave and you go, Oh, this is sick. And then everyone else will do it. And yep. you're like, No. Mm. No. Take what you like from from what you say. I mean, there's going to be people that say I sound like whatever. Yep. But, you know, and people that say you sound like whatever. But the thing is, you you got to just try your best to do what you want to do, what comes out naturally. Because you can't force yourself to... I mean, you can, but you shouldn't force yourself to write like someone else because it's been done. If it comes out naturally, then that's kind of different. But I don't think a lot of people do the natural thing. They They hear so much of one person... And go, I'm, I'm, I like that so much, I'm going to imitate it. And it doesn't come out the right way, I think. Yeah. It doesn't come out in an, an artistic way. It's more of a, I, I want to do this, or I'll do it. Do you, you get what yeah. I mean? I do, I do. I've, I've said, I think you actually put it pretty elegantly. It's hard to say. It, it's always a hard conversation to have. Because we're <laughs> talking about artists that we really, really respect. Yeah, but it it's just very true. And um, Finn McCanty on the punk rock NBA just posted a video that was like the problem about progressive music, and that mm. and that that is one of the problems. Which is, is it progressive if you're copying another person that was progressive at the time? Yeah, at, you're 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 copying, so it's not progressive. It's that's yeah. just the name. Yeah. So at the end of the yeah. day, you're, you are not progressing per se. Yeah, that's it, you know, and yeah. you've got to find things that make you different now, you know. Uh, yeah, you you can tell the originators of, of the certain styles and things, you know, like Phil Jarta has such an intense sound. Yeah. You can tell when people replicate that As now. soon as people bend on the 24th, like, okay, stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or... Uh, North Lane, North Lane have such a diverse sound. Well, they did um, start sort of more metalcore with that first album, I think. Yeah. But then it's progressed, and you know, look where they're at now. Literally progressed. Like, yeah. 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 Exactly. They're a perfect example of of progressive yeah. music because it, of yeah, what but they've it, done. Here's the thing: you wouldn't call it progressive because that's the that's I hate labels. I've been saying this all the time. I hate genre names. I hate labels. It's it's so fucking dumb that we try to put words on something that at the end of the day we like because it takes no words, which is music. And we just yeah. we just try to box it and it's so hard and sometimes counterproductive cuz North Lane, if you're talking about the word progression, let forget progressive music, forget that notion. If you talk about progressing and you hear North Lane one, and then you hear North Lane, they go from that to like the 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 sound they had in the middle with Mesmer and um, Node, and then you go to now Alien and the new songs Clockwork that have this very much synth presence. Like that is progression. That is changing yeah. your sound. But you don't call it progressive music because it's not in seven or some shit. Like, it's, it's, you gotta distinguish progressive from just something that progresses. It's very weird that progressive is a genre because all music should be progressive in a certain way. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it is hard to pigeonhole things now. Right. <clears throat> but. It's just metal, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it that it sure is. So, if those are historic inspirations, more recently, what has been, what has been like the the things for you? Like, if I guess Mick Gordon and the Doom soundtrack is something that I think you you reference a bit. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's something that I go back to. If I, if I just want something big and loud and in your face, or yeah, that that's that's one of the ones that's <clears throat> is still on my recent on my library on my iTunes library. So it does go on a lot because it's just sort of it's on my page, and I know I like it, and it'll go on. Yeah. Um, that's all. I'll have a look now. I'm trying to think what I do. Yeah, it's to. always cool to literally have a look and see, and you're probably like, oh, these guys. Forget about these yeah. guys. Speaking of forget about these guys, well, I don't forget about them, but I've just not listened to it. Have you ever, did you listen to the most recent Kingdom of Giants album? I've been recommended it, and I listened to a few songs. Yeah, yeah, that bobs. It's called Passenger. You need to you need to check that out. Sure, it's very good. Yeah, it's I've heard it sounds like big and and cool. It's, yeah, it's huge. Um, very nice. The new While She Sleeps is pretty good too. That's been cool. on my on my recents. Uh, yeah. Give people then, those recommendations. Yeah, it, I don't know. My, my my music library goes from you know like Humanity's Last Breath. That's the heaviest thing on that screen. Yeah, all the way to like Ashniko and um, oh, Ella yeah. May. If you ever listen to Ella May, she's awesome. Um, Chris recommended someone called Alina Baraz. She's awesome. Very soft, just chill music. All right. Um, it's anywhere man anywhere in between mm -hmm. it goes back to the point of like if you only listen to say humanity's last breath you're gonna write humanity's last breath yeah but if exactly. you if you listen to humanity's last breath into hyper pop trap like ashniko <laughs> you're gonna come up with something interesting yeah exactly that exactly that yeah so to keep an open mind i think people are so or not all people yeah but but a lot of people in the metal community are so quick to write off other genres. I mean, I, I know I was there when I was younger, you know, yeah. when people used to go, uh, when Justin Bieber was top of the charts and they'd go, oh, Justin Bieber, and you just immediately go, Ugh. yeah. But, you know, don't write off other genres before you've had a chance to try them. They might not be a thing, but you might like them more than you think. Yeah, absolutely. And even if you don't, you don't because you tried. It's not you don't because you wrote it off. Exactly. Yeah, you gotta keep that open mind, man. Absolutely, open mind, variety, name of the game. If you don't want to become a carbon copy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Easy enough. Exactly. Okay, man. I think that's a great <laughs> sure. place to to round it off. Thank you for coming on. And My pleasure. Um, thank you for having me. What do you want people to to go listen to? Chris Turner. Uh, yeah, yeah. Chris Chris Turner. Uh, two songs out: Forty Roll and Triggered. Is is what's coming um, out today, Chris Turner? You have something out today, do you not? Oh, that's that's yeah. So that's a riff on my Instagram today. Mm, all right. That's um, I was messing with ring mods and I made something cool. Oh, yeah. See, just trying new shit. Um, go listen to Thickness. Uh, yep. I start tracking the new Thick song. That, wait, what day is it today? Friday. I start tracking the new Thick song next week. Uh, oh, yeah. so that'll be out soon enough. And yeah, just keep. Keep posted on the Instagram because I also have some other stuff coming out soon, which is going to be cool. Very nice. But yeah. Cool. At Dan.McNally, my people. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> All right. Nice to have you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for having me, dude.